Hello. How are we doing? Um, good evening. I, I think that that's something that uh, I'm not totally used to saying um, because we are having service in the evening instead of in the morning. Actually, even when I wrote down my sermon notes and stuff like that, I had a short thing in there about saying good morning to everybody just from force of habit. But man, this semester has been strange uh, already. You know, obviously we've kind of just gotten into things for the semester and um, honestly not what I expected for the first couple of weeks back after the holidays and after, uh, you know, spending time over winter break with family and things like that. I was really looking forward to getting back into the the swing of things and uh, having some more regularity in my life. Um, you know, digging back into the lives of friends uh, that I have in this community, you know, growing in my life group and in my huddle, um, worshiping even together as one body, like a lot of expectations uh, for me at least and things that I was really excited about that have been, if I'm honest, like a little bit of a letdown, you know, things are a little different than what I expected, at least for the beginning of the semester. You know, COVID ramping back up has uh, made us go online for our service for two weeks in a row now, as you guys can tell. And, um, you know, it's been difficult, I think, to find time with members of my life group, I would say, uh, because of COVID as well. And I just think overall rhythms of life that I was looking forward to returning to have been uh, just not there. You know, they just haven't happened uh, the same way that I kind of expected. And so um, this week was actually supposed to be uh, the week that Grant would teach on a vision for the coming semester. Um, you know, what it looks like for our church to extend the kingdom of God here, uh, what it looks like for us to be a part of God's mission um, on campus and, and through our church and kind of being a part of what he's doing. Uh, and now, because we're online again for one more week, we decided to push that back in hopes that we could meet together in person next week and kind of uh, work through some of that and talk through some of that. And so um, instead of talking through vision for the semester, you guys are stuck with me. And, uh, you know, Grant just asked me to, to teach on something. And so uh, really, I'm just going to be teaching on what I feel is something that's valuable for us to consider uh, this semester and, and during this season of life. And that is this, uh, following Jesus when it's not ideal, Um, because I really feel like nothing about this pandemic has been ideal for us. Um, Last semester, I feel like we really settled into a rhythm, uh, at least a little bit, of, you know, what it can look like to be a part of a church community and what it can look like to follow the Lord uh, in the midst of the pandemic. Um, but for some reason, at least for me, the longer this thing goes on and the more, you know, irregularity that we have to adjust to, uh, the more challenging it is. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but it's just been frustrating uh, kind of over and over, you know. Um, our, our church, generally speaking, excels in community and in like, uh, you know, familial community and, and just building relationships with each other. Um, and it excels in being well connected to each other and, and pushing each other closer to Christ. Uh, you know, uh, excels in basically building family together for our mutual benefit in our walks with Christ. And uh, to me, it's been difficult to lean into that, right? It's been difficult to lean into that strength and that value. Um, and uh, I don't know, for me, it, it's just been really easy to try and wait this stuff out until we can return to normal, um, to just hunker down and get through it and uh, really essentially check out until we can return to normalcy. 
And uh, really what I want to explore today is why I think that even in this season of irregularity, I really think the Lord has something for us. I think the Lord has a lot to teach us, and there's a lot that he still wants to do um, in our lives and through our church. And so um, let's pray, and then we're going to dig into some of the content for this evening. God, um, Lord, we just thank you that you're the same no matter what. God, we thank you that um, even when we have to, to meet in our living rooms or um, you know, online or something like that, God, that you are still there, God, that you're still alive, God, that you're still doing something um, in our life, in our church, on our campus, in our city. And, and God, we just ask that you would uh, speak to us this evening. God, help us to really cling to truth and pursue you with our whole heart. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you for loving us first. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Um, so, yeah, so this season of life, not been super ideal, certainly not ideal for students at a university, right, uh, who have to do a lot of studying from home, uh, not ideal for a lot of people that have to work for ho- from home, uh, and not ideal w- for a church with a lot of strength in uh, community and in relationship and stuff like that. And so today, I, I really just want to lay before you guys uh, two thought patterns that I think we really ought to consider as we seek to follow Jesus during this season of life. Um, these are things that I, I know that I need to cling to and remind myself of right now. I feel like in a lot of ways in preparing for the sermon, it was more of like, okay, what, what are the truths that I need to cling to? What are the things that I need to remind myself of so that I can keep following Jesus uh, the best way I know how? Uh, and it's really easy to act like these things aren't, aren't true, uh, even though they may be obvious if, if we actually believe them intellectually. So the first thought is this, uh, it's that God is in control. God is in control. And I know that that's a cliche, you know, I know that that's something that I would even say some more unmature or immature believers uh, may say frequently, uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's true, and I think that I've not been really living as though that's been true lately. I've been anxious and disappointed when things don't go the way that I'm used to, um, when my relationships with people feel like stunted, or I, you know, that I can't keep investing in those or building those well, when my life group can't meet like normal, um, you know, when I can't spend much quality time with people. It's like a love language of mine. That's kind of something I really like to do. Uh, all of these worries, I think, for me, come from a thought pattern of really just not believing that God is in control, you know, believing that maybe he's surprised by the present circumstances, that he's sort of taken aback by that. He didn't see it coming, right? And that maybe I have to wait it out until it's over so that God can begin to work again. Uh, And I don't really think that's true. And so here's some scripture I want to lay before you guys. Uh, The first one is this, Isaiah 46, verses 9 and 10. Remember what happened long ago, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and no one is like me. I declare the end from the beginning, and from long ago what is not yet done, saying, my plan will take place and I will do all my will. And so here in the book of Isaiah, God is reminding us that he knows the end from the beginning. He's not surprised by anything that's happening now. He knew it all from the beginning. He has a plan and God knows what's going to happen before it ever happens. And so we can know that even though our circumstances right now don't feel ideal, God is not surprised. He's not taken aback by those things. God's plans don't stop because the environment around us changes. Here's another one, uh, Romans 8.28, another kind of cliche verse that people really love to quote, but uh, it's, it's 
good truth. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. Right? Again, kind of feel good verse, but, but there's a lot of good truth in here. What we see is that uh, from this verse is that any of us that belong to Jesus, any of us that believe in Christ for the salvation of our souls, and any of us that love God, he is working all things for our good, all things. And, and we may not see that. Uh, we may not understand that, right? like what's going on there or what God is doing. But that doesn't mean that he isn't working and it doesn't mean that he isn't in control. So uh, recently, I um, upgraded my car. I got a car. I got a new whip, right? So um, I actually like to say that it's a new car, but it's used. So it's, it's like new to me, but you understand. Same, same idea. And it has all these kind of safety mechanisms in it that I didn't used to have in my old car. Um, for example, my new car has something that's like a lane assist mechanism. And I wasn't sure I even liked this, but, you know, if I start to drift on the highway, it beeps at me and like, subtly kind of moves back into my lane where I'm supposed to be, you know, if I'm like not paying attention or changing the radio station or something like that. I don't know, radio. I don't even use the radio, actually. Uh, you get the idea, though. Uh, but another one of those safety mechanisms that's probably more common nowadays is, is a blind spot monitor. And uh, I was not used to having something like this in my old car. And uh, so in both of my side mirrors, there's something that lights up to let me know that there's somebody in my blind spot, right? The spot that's really difficult to see that you may be blind to uh, when you are driving on the highway so that you know not to maybe switch lanes into another vehicle that you can't see. And so um, I can't believe how helpful that is, uh, you know, and just letting me know that there's another car there. It makes me feel, you know, safer. And, uh, you know, in my old car, I felt like I had to like, I learned by habit to like triple check my blind spots before I moved into a lane because I started to do it like once and then I would I feel like all the time it seemed like somebody would zoom past me and I'd almost get in a collision. And so uh, I sort of learned to, to do that. Um, you know, my old car was basically a beater. Every time I go home to my family, they were just like, that car isn't, they would say things like, the Yaris has seen better days, hasn't it? And uh, that made me feel really good. But, you know, bigger, better things, whatever. Point is, uh, I share this because just like our blind spots when we're driving cars, um, just because we don't see something doesn't mean it isn't there. And I know for me lately, I've just not been seeing that God is still active, that God is still moving. Uh, I've been so prone to just acting like God's mission is on hold during the pandemic because everything is so different. It's just not familiar to me. I feel like I have to adjust so much to uh, what it looks like to following God and our, our current irregularity and, and circumstance and stuff like that. Um, and I've really just not had the eyes to see that he's still moving, that he's still in control, that he's not surprised by any of this. He's not surprised by what's going on around us, right? He's not surprised by the fact that we have to do online church right now. He's not surprised that our normal life group and community rhythms are in a little bit of a funk. They may be a little different than normal. You know, he's not surprised that your classes are online or that you have to work from home. He's not surprised by any of this. And so something that I think would be wise for us to ask ourselves and to ask God is, what is God doing right now? Lord, what are you doing? What is it that you want to do in this present season? In my life? 
in my church, in my life group, in small group, in my community. Because God is, is not taken aback by the pandemic, and he still loves all people, and he's still trying to advance his kingdom. There is work that God wants to do. These are the questions we need to be asking and, and leaning into, the questions we need to ask God, to ask ourselves. I mean, we could wait it out. Like, we could wait out the pandemic and just wait until normal life returns, but I think if we did that, we'd really be missing out. We'd be missing out on, on something that God wants to do in our lives and uh, in our church. What is it that he wants to teach you? Um, kind of leads me to the next thought pattern, which I think really goes hand in hand, uh, and that's intentionality. Um, we could really skate by and, and just wait out the circumstances, but, and I know that's a huge temptation for me. I keep saying that because really that's been like, this week especially, it's just been like, I just can't wait for all this to be over. I want to move on, whatever. Um, but here's the truth. I don't think that 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 thought is, is biblical, and I don't think it's beneficial either. So um, here's the scripture I want us to, to take a peek into now. It's in Ephesians 5. It says this, pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. I just feel like that's really strong language. The days are evil. Um, and I think what he's getting at really there is that we have a limited amount of time here on earth. Um, that's like the primary thought that he's getting at. Obviously, there's a little more juice behind how he said it than, than that. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, that seems like a cliche that like, wow, we need to live every day as though it's our last. or We, don't, we only have a limited amount of time here on earth. But do you guys realize that like for somebody that's 20 years old, um, you've spent about 5% of your life to date in the pandemic? Isn't that wild? I, I put the math in you know, a calculator, and I could not believe that. I was like, holy smokes, 5% of your life if you're about 20 years old, a little bit less for me, but you know, still a significant percent, right? Are we really content wasting such a huge percentage of our lives in passivity? I think what Paul is saying here is that we ought to live differently, right? Knowing that the days are evil, knowing that we have a limited amount of time, we should make the most of our time here. They should be seeking God and, and, and trying to advance his kingdom in our present circumstances until, instead of waiting until later, which, you know, as I was thinking about this, it's like, man, that just so reminds me of, of a pretty normal attitude among, like, lukewarm Christians, and I feel like I was, like, falling into this, but, uh, you know, the mindset of, like, waiting until later. It's like, I feel like that's so common to just, I'll pursue Christ later. You know, when I'm older, when I have some of my goals completed, you know, like when I finish my degree out and I, uh, you know, got the dream job or whatever, then, then I'll start pursuing Jesus. When I've got the family and, you know, the kids and I can settle down and like, then I'll take it more seriously. And I feel like it's kind of the same thing with the pandemic that we could easily fall into. Or it's just, ah, like, maybe next week when, when things are a little bit more normal, maybe next month, you know, we'll be able to spend time together in a normal way again but that's not the calling that we have as Christians, and Paul knows this. He says the days are evil. Uh, he says this too in, in 1 Corinthians 9, which I think is particularly compelling. Don't you know that the runners in a stadium all race, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way to win the prize. 
Now everyone who competes exercises self-control in everything. However, they do it to receive a crown that will fade away, but we a crown that will never fade away. Therefore, I do not run like one who, who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control so that after preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified. And that particularly resonates with me because I can so easily get distracted, man. I am so easily distracted. It's so easy for me to get focused on things that aren't important, like to, to spin my wheels on things that just don't matter. And Paul's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to discipline my body. And like, I'm going to remind myself of the truth and cling to that. I'm going to bring my body under strict control so that I can make every aspect of my life bow to Jesus. Why? Because he knew what the prize was. He knew that Jesus is worth it. And he wanted to win. He wanted to win the race of life. To, to go along with the, the car metaphors, um, often during the winter, many of our cars get low on air. Uh, and uh, I'm sure someone in here could explain why that is. And uh, I know that it has to do something with, you know, molecule shrinking or something like that. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Listen, I don't understand all this stuff. It's fine. Point is, it happens. Low, low air in the tires happens. Low air pressure. So, Anyway, how I normally handle such a situation is I procrastinate, uh, and I wait until it's abundantly convenient to fill my uh, tires up with air. Like, I'll wait until I happen to swing by, like that place on campus where I can fill up my, my tires for free, and also I'll wait until I have like an abundant amount of time, and also I have to actually remember that I need air in my tires when I'm driving by that place. So I don't know, a lot of like, you know, a lot of things, conditions that I, I need to happen there in order for me to fill up my tires. Um, you know, it's just easier to procrastinate and deal with it like that. But uh, I feel like the, the surest way to make sure that my car doesn't drive too long on, on low air and really that the low tire pressure doesn't cause other issues to happen with my car uh, is to just be intentional right, about going and doing it. I don't, I don't care if that's putting in my calendar. Sometimes I like to put things in my calendar even if it takes like five minutes because then I've, I know for sure that I have like carved out time for it. I don't know. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's not you. But, but, but I, I, how I handle, uh, you know, pursuing Jesus in this season, I feel like a lot of the time is remarkably similar to how I handle the air pressure situation in my tires. It's just like, well, I'll just deal with this when it's more convenient. You know, because right now in the pandemic, there's a lot of things that are not super convenient about following Jesus. A lot of the ways that I normally pursue Jesus that are way less convenient right now. And so it's easy to just kind of push it off instead of being intentional. But I don't think that that's what we're called to. Again, we make the most of our time. The days are evil. We ought to be intentional about how we pursue Jesus and, and prioritizing him, even though uh, everything is different right now. And so with all that said, there's a couple things that I really want us to pursue intentionally right now. Um, I don't think these things change depending on the season, actually. But, but just... 
hopefully things that I can lay before you as reminders of like, these are the things that we ought to prioritize with our lives. And you'll notice a trend here. Uh, the first one is relationships. Relationships. There are people in your life that are lonely. You know, they want to be around people as much as you do. And they have struggled to find relationship in the pandemic. Some of you live in houses with a bunch of people and maybe that's a little easier. But there are others that don't. What a great opportunity to love others, to love people that maybe you haven't seen for a while. Just ask someone from your class that you haven't seen since like September if they want to get coffee, socially distanced coffee, whatever. <laughs> if they want to get dinner. Maybe there's other believers in your life that you haven't gotten to connect with and push closer to the Lord. Like, that's something you can be more intentional about. Like something I'm noticing for me um, you know, that's related to this is the more frequently I can be talking with others about Jesus, the better for me. Like not just for other people, but for, for my own walk with Christ. If I have more time with people talking about the Lord, that tends to be good for me. I need like these constant reminders of like what's important. And I feel like that's kind of one way to do that. So one way uh, to, to be intentional about our time is with others. There's a lot of natural ways that you used to be able to, to find community that aren't present right now. And you're not going to stumble on it the same way you used to, probably. So being intentional about that. How might God use you in the lives of others right now? It's worth praying about. It's worth considering, laying before God, God, who do you want me to invest in this week? Who do you want me to pursue? What is it that you're doing? And the second one is intimacy with God. And, and again, you'll notice uh, a trend here because I think that both of these play into uh, the greatest commandment. Love God, love people. Intimacy with God. So you know what's really interesting? Lately, over the last year or so, I've talked a lot about this. You might have noticed that. I've talked a lot about intimacy with God uh, and how important our own personal relationship with Christ is. You know, that it's of the utmost importance that we pursue him with intensity, uh, that we uh, try to get closer and closer and closer to God and, and are really intentional about our personal time with him. And what's interesting is that um, despite that, even when I have to quarantine or when my schedule gets blown up, you know, and I, I have like more time on my hands in a given week, Despite that, when I still have more time to spend with the Lord, I feel like it has somehow become easier to put off, somehow become easier to shove to the side and do something else instead. And it's during times like these that I have to remind myself of the truth. It's like Paul, what Paul was saying, I've got to discipline my body. I've got to bring it under strict control and remind myself of what's important. Jesus is still the treasure Jesus is still more valuable than anything. He's still the only place that we can find joy and, and love that uh, fill the depths of our hearts. God is still king. And we ought to be so intentional about making him king over our lives and pursuing depth in our relationships with him. Learning all the more about him through his word, through teaching, through our conversations with other believers, through prayer, by studying all the more, reading or listening to, to audiobooks that are about God, things that can keep our minds fixed on heavenly things. Why? Because Jesus is the treasure. 
There's nothing more important than that. And somehow it's still so easy to get distracted. Guys, I, I want us as a church to be continually reminded that God is not surprised by what's going on right now. He's not taken aback, and he wants to move in your life, and he wants to move through your life, and he wants to be near with you. He's not on hiatus. <laughs> He's not just waiting for the pandemic to be over so that we can return to normal life with him. He loves you. He wants to be in your life. He wants to move in your life, and he wants to move through your life. And I think that we would, be, we would do well to remember that and to pursue him with that kind of intensity uh, with our whole hearts. And um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I have for us this, this evening. And uh, man, I'm just so thankful um, to be reminded of some of these things myself. It's been so easy to, to, to get distracted, but man, I have so needed some of these reminders to keep pursuing him, to be intentional. God is still in control. He's not surprised. He wants to move. So let's pray. God, um, Lord, you're so good to us. And I just pray that you'd help us to not take that for granted. Lord, I know that you want to draw near to us. I know that you want to be close to us. I know that you want to move in and through our church. I know that there's work that you want to do on our campus. God, that there's a mission you have that we can take hold of even now. Lord, I just pray that you teach us. Help us to follow you. Help us to honor you with our time and to pursue you knowing that the days are evil. Help us to make the most of our time and our lives this semester. God, you're the best thing that's happened to us. Help us to live like that. And uh, I just pray that in Christ's name.